You are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. It's uh, Faulkner. William Faulkner. Maybe my bad paraphrasing. Where are you going? I have to pee. Jeez, you try to be discreet around here. <laughs> <laughs> Brought a toilet paper? <laughs> the real end of it. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now and I want to welcome our very special guest tonight, Emma Bell, who we all know played Amy on The Walking Dead, as well as a ton of movies and TV shows. Emma, welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to be with us here tonight. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun. So how was that watching that? Did that bring you down memory lane? It did. I got a little verklempt, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's always sad to watch that scene because it was such a... I mean, I, om I almost remember every single moment of shooting uh, that show in general, but that particular episode, you know, it was su such a bitter, bittersweet uh, moment for me. Um, I, obviously, no one really wants to die on The Walking Dead, but I also feel, I felt like they really gave Amy this pretty incredible ending, you know, that they've never really done since you know you never you've, no. you've never really seen that kind of slow animation back 
uh, as a zombie. Now, now all the zombies kind of like come back pretty fast. Exactly. And, and, you know, so and we're gonna get to all that, and we're gonna break that down. But let's first start off with, well, how did it all start? How did you land the role of Amy on The Walking Dead? Yeah, so I have to say, I, I had never read the comic books um, before booking the, the show. And so when I had this audition, you know, it was just like any other audition. Um, I knew it was for The Walking Dead. I didn't know, the, the character did not have a name for the audition. Okay. Um, it was just like girl at camp, I'm pretty sure. And uh, so it was very top secret, very secretive. Um, and all throughout the auditioning process, there were several auditions, obviously. Um, you know, they never told me what it what it really was. Um, and so it was an audition like any other audition. And then I remember Frank got involved at one point, and that was intimidating because it's Frank Darabont. Exactly. <laughs> um, but he was the nicest. He was so nice. He was always so nice to, to the actors, and and really made us feel like we were a part of the scene. And um, anyway, and then I and then when I got the call that I booked it, uh, they finally told me my character's name, and it was a really it was really funny because I, I I'm from New York. But at the time I was living in Los Angeles, I still live in Los, Los Angeles, but I went back to New York uh, just to go visit. And I was having lunch with a girlfriend and she asked me how, you know, it was going. And I said, oh, I just booked this TV show. Um, you know, it's exciting. Uh, we'll see what happens with it. And she's like, oh, what's the name of it? And I was like, oh, actually, it's funny. It's 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 made after um, a comic book series called The Walking Dead. <laughs> and she we were eating lunch. She spit her food out. Wow. So and she knew it. She was like, oh, she was like, The Walking Dead. That is my favorite comic book of all time. Wow. And so in that moment, I, I realized that I had actually booked something pretty special. And uh, luckily, they sent us all the comics up until that point. So I was able to read them. Uh, that's when I learned that Amy dies. <laughs> so that was a little bit upsetting. But, you know, um, yeah, it was just surreal. It was always surreal. But like you said, you got an epic death. Now, when you were reading for the show for Girl at Camp, uh, yeah. did you know that afterwards when you did land a role that maybe they were testing you out for any other possible roles or were they really just checking you out for Amy, Andrea's sister on the show? Yeah, I think it was just for Amy, Andrea's sister on the show. I mean, you know, now it's such a it's such a universe, right? There's Fear oh. the Walking Dead. I, th I think there's a whole nother series as well. Yeah, um, World Beyond, yep. Yeah, so, you know, I guess there's always the potential that they could bring me in as a different kind of character. But for Walking Dead, Walking Dead, the original, it was just always as Amy. Um, you know, again, you have to remember, no one knew how popular the show would be. No. You know, it, it wasn't guaranteed necessarily that there would even be a second season. Yeah. So, um, so to be to be cast as one of the original members is, I gotta say, I feel like I'm in a very special club. You are because because even though we only had, or at least my character only had a few episodes, I feel like you know we're kind of OG. I was part of the OG, and that makes me, you know, exactly. That feels nice. And I tell you what, uh, I do this show every day. I talk to hundreds of fans every day. And even uh, you being on four episodes of season one, uh, your name, your character's name, it comes up so often because you left Aww. such a profound impact, not only on the fans, but how your death impacted uh, Andrea and how she moved mm -hmm. forward. And like I said, even though it was just four episodes, you were sort of like the starting line, the starting point of a lot of characters on this show. And we're going to get to a lot of firsts in a second. Now, um, when you got the part of Amy, now you said you read the comic books before you actually started shooting? Yes. Okay, now, knowing the character of Amy in the comic books, did mm -hmm. you incorporate any of your own traits into Amy? Or did you follow exactly to the letter how they wanted you to play Amy? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, Frank, Frank, Laurie, and I had a lot of conversations around around Amy and Andrea and their dynamic, and the fact that you know they're sisters and they come, you know, but yet they are so different from each other. Oh yeah. And. Um, in the comic books, Amy is not super developed. She's not like one of, you know, she's not like the Shane character or the Rick character. Um, 
for the Lori character. She she's kind of like a she, kind of a, a supporting character even in the comic book. So in a weird way, I felt like I did have some room to create her and. And a lot of creating her was in opposition to the Andrea character. So as an example of that, you know, Frank Darabont um, had that beautiful fishing scene, which I think is one of the, the best scenes to uh, highlight the differences in our in our characters, Andrea and and Amy. And, you know, we're having the same conversation and, the, and, and we're pulling up the same memory, essentially, mm-hmm. of our father. And yet the experience he knew that we were such different people and the thing that I needed was very different than the thing that Andrea needed. Um, so, you know, as a person, I'd like to say that I am a little mixture of Andrea and Amy, but I definitely have Amy. I mean, that whole like optimism and, um, you know, positive thinking, I think, I think that's very much a part of me. And, you know, unfortunately for Amy, it made her a little naive and a little bit vulnerable in the world, in the apocalyptic world they were living in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun to kind of explore all of those elements of Amy, um, really a, as a conversation of like how to how to make Andrea and Amy kind of antithesis of each other, mm-hmm. so that when we come together and we actually like sort of start understanding one another, it's, it would have more power, you know. Exactly, and going back to you know the being naive part. Everyone, whether it was Rick, Shane, Andrea, you were all experiencing a brand new world, okay? Whatever you guys did in the past, it really didn't matter. Yeah, everybody brought in their own skill set. Rick and Shane were cops. Lori was the wife of a cop. Uh, Andrea, who played your sister, was a civil rights attorney. So, But at that point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everyone's naive to what is going on around them at that particular moment. Now, you, sure. you brought up that beautiful scene of uh, you and Laurie Holden in the canoe, okay, where mm-hmm. we do get a lot of insights in how you guys, you know, did are 12 years apart in age. Mm-hmm. Your father taught you both how to fish at different times in your life, obviously, because of the age difference. And I just saw that scene uh, just before we went on the air tonight. Amy threw the fish back into the uh, water you know uh, andrea kept it and your guys' dad knew your guys's personality and he played to it you know basically reflecting on how wonderful of a father he was that scene in the canoe was really critical did you and laurie uh have to rehearse it a lot before actually shooting it or did you guys really nail it? Because you, you nailed it. There's no other oh, way to describe you. it. You guys both nailed that scene perfectly. Uh, was there a lot of rehearsal involved with that? You know, uh, Lori Holden and I really worked uh, hard. Not in the hard like it was difficult, but like we, we put a lot of time and effort into our relationship, our, our sisterly bond. We, we knew that that was such an important part of really telling Andrea's story ultimately. Because when Amy dies, you know, the only reason why Amy kind of has to die in the story is to propel Andrea into who she becomes. So, so we knew that like, you know, it was really, really important that we, that we felt like sisters and that we shared a common um, past. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, we were all kind of transplants from different cities. So we would be walking around Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and Lori and I would get together. We probably rehearsed that scene, I don't know, 20 some odd times, but we would just like walk around the city really. And kind of like, you know, a lot of the prep work that, that you can do as an actor is, is not even necessarily around the, the lines themselves, but more around the, the bonding and the chemistry between the two people. So we definitely ran through the scene a lot of times, but but we also just spent a lot of time together and, and tried to really feel familiar with each other. And I would pick her up and take her to work, or she'd pick me up and take me to work. Like, we, would, we, did, we did try to make it more of, like, a family... Um, a familial kind of bond than just like two actresses who kind of look alike. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I think that, and I'm, I'm so happy that you say that. Like, I, I feel like we really got to a place where, you know, during, we still call it, if we ever text each other, we always call each other sister. So, um, you know, it was just a really special thing, but we, we spent a lot of time getting to know one another and, and, and nurturing that relationship for sure. And absolutely. And uh, 
this is not just my opinion. Like I said, I talk to hundreds of fans every day. And you guys on that screen made us feel and believe that you were really sisters. So hats off. Great job on that. Uh, one of our viewers had a question about that water scene. They wanted to know, actually, this is from a team member. Was uh, Were you guys actually on the water or was that CGI? That canoe scene? I'm sorry, you're kind of breaking uh, up were, for me a little bit. Could you repeat that? Yeah, when you guys were shooting that canoe scene, were you guys actually in a body of water or was it all CGI? Was the was the water computer graphics uh, inputted later? Can you hear me? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the connecting issues on my end or your end, but I can't hear you. I can hear you. Hold on. Can you hear me at all? I can kind of hear you now. Yeah, I mean, I got the volume all the way up. Uh, let me see if I can say it. Can, can you hear me? No. Re reconnecting. Okay. Because uh, I got you. I haven't lost you. Let me know if it doesn't. I'll. My back. Yeah, you're back. Can you're you? Still, I still can't hear you. You still can't oh, hear no. me. Wait. Uh. I can try calling you right back. Uh. Do you see me? Okay. Let's see. Yep. Now you froze. I'm just worried it might be my connection. Yeah, I think it's uh, because your your picture is frozen right now. I can't see anyone. Here, let me call you back. I'm going to call her right back, guys. Hold on. Let's get her back. Sorry about that, guys. Little technical difficulties. Let me try it again. I do apologize, guys. Just bear with us, guys, as I try to get Emma Bell back with us. Oh, she's calling. Emma, are you with me? Hello? Ah, gotta love modern technology. Oh. Emma, you there? That is so weird. Let me just go ahead and restart Skype. I apologize for this, guys. Give me one second here. I just flipped it over here while I try to get Emma back.
Hello? Emma, you back? I hope so. I see you now. Okay. Okay, you just got to turn on your camera. Okay, I'm so sorry. I don't know how that... I, have, I don't like, know. I don't know. It's. I don't know if it was your end, my end. I just restarted everything. Does ever? Well, it happened with Lou Temple. <laughs> it happened with who? Lou Temple. Uh, oh. Who was out. Okay, now let me flip it over here so we could, they could all see us. One second so I can bring myself up on the screen as well. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. It's def You're definitely like coming in and out, but hopefully this will work this time. Okay, hopefully. All right. So the question I asked you was when you were filming that canoe scene with Lori Holden, was that actually on water or was it CGI? Okay. Are we on live? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Thank you guys. So sorry for that uh, technical difficulties. Um, we were in an actual quarry, actually. Yeah, we were on the water. They actually, it was very cool. They had, um, they had us on a boat and they kind of sent us off into the middle of this very giant quarry. Uh huh. And um, Video Village, if anyone knows what that is, it's like basically where everyone can watch what what's being filmed. It was really far away because it was on the banks, and we were, you know, hundreds of yards into this water, and so they had a a secondary boat behind us that had the actual film equipment on it. Um, so it was great because we really felt alone. Like you didn't feel like you were on a Hollywood set or anything. You were literally in the middle of a quarry, um, you know, and we, we were fishing. That, it was great. That's fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Now, I know you read the comic books, but did they tell you uh, when you started exactly how many episodes Amy would be in? No, they didn't. Um, I don't. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Because I, I feel like I remember opening every single comic book and being like, or sorry, not comic book, uh, script, and being like, oh gosh, is this the day that Amy dies? Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's around episode four yeah. that that I get attacked, um, and that's obviously when I realized, oh Shiza. Well, yeah. here it is. Here's the moment. But luckily, I am in episode five. Yes. I'm, most, mostly dead the whole time, but then I have my reanimation. So I did get kind of like a lucky extra episode, I feel like. <laughs> no, you did. You're, uh, the, the beginning part of episode five is like how you described earlier. It's that very slow reanimation of Amy as she's coming back as a walker. Now, uh, can you still hear me okay? Uh, repeat that last thing. Can you still hear me okay? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. Now, this is sort of an add-on to the previous question. When you did okay. find out that uh, you would be one of the first people that we would see actually on the screen getting bit by a walker slash zombie on what would become a very successful franchise in The Walking Dead, as we just discussed... Um, now, not only that, but Amy is, like you said, the first one that we see turn into a walker. Do you look back on that with some sense of pride, knowing that you were the first in what would be a long line of uh, throughout the 10 year series history right now of people getting bit and turning into zombies? I mean, did you feel a sense of pride looking back on that, saying... I'm so sorry, I can't understand you. You you, you sound like a robot. Oh. And I, I'm only getting every other syllable. I know you're asking me something about Amy's death. Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can try. Uh, I mean, everything's... Let me just try it again. Can you hear me a little better? No? I don't know why we keep getting this these audio problems. Uh, here, uh, let me call you right back. Can you hear me? Okay. Let me just. I uh, can't really. Hear all right, you. I'll call you. I'll call you right back. Okay, hang on. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know why we're having these difficulties. Oh. <sighs>
One second. It's not going through. Amy? I'm oh, sorry, Emma? Yes. Okay, I called you Amy. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it's all right. <laughs> okay, can you hear me a little better now? You can hear a little better. It, I Just really quickly, is it on? Do you think it's your end or my end? Because my video is actually fine, but you keep... Yeah, and pausing. same thing with me, too. I could still see your video. You're fine. You're not pausing or anything. Oh, man. Uh, it's just bizarre. All right. Uh, am I still cutting in and out? We were doing so well. I know. Yeah. I know. Am I still cutting in and out on the audio? Yeah, it's just really bad. Like, you basically, I can hear every third syllable. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece together the question, but I don't know that uh. that's... I'm sustainable. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that. No, I'm. I'm sorry. It might be on my end, although it says I'm fully connected to the internet, so I don't know what's going on. All right, all right. Uh, let's see if we could try this again. Uh, now you were the first one to turn into a walker. One of the the first one that we see on the screen. You can't hear me. Uh, damn. Uh, how about this? How about this? How about we do this, Emma? How about uh, you shut down your Skype program, restart it, and call me back? Did you Did you hear me? Yeah, I'm going to text it to you. I'm sorry. Ooh. I don't know why we're having all these problems. Let me text it to her. Uh, I just texted her. Hopefully, she will see that. I, I asked her to restart her Skype program and see if that works. So, hopefully, she sees the message and uh, we can get her back online. So, let's see. Hey. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> um, yes, I can hear you. What I was trying to tell you is to shut down your your Skype program on your mobile device and restart it. Restart my Skype? Yeah, just sh turn it off, shut it down from the background, and reopen it and call me back. Okay. You want to give that a try? And then should I call you back? Yeah, I'll be waiting for your phone call, okay? All right. Yeah, right, okay. Let's try that. All right. Try that. All right. Okay. Suck. Okay, it's okay. Well, let's try that and hopefully that will fix the issue, guys. So, ah, uh, you know, it's a good thing I actually have a little background in IT and hopefully this will get resolved. Gotta love these virtual calls. Anyway, guys. And this was a, this is a fascinating conversation and I really, really, want us to uh, finish this because this is just amazing. All right, she's calling back. Hey, Emma, you there? Hey, you there? I'm here, yes. Can you hear me a little better? I can hear you a little better. All right, all right. Let's... And you're not, you're not freezing. All right, that's awesome. Let's hope it lasts. All let's right. Hope it lasts. All right. Okay. Let's get back. So let's go back on track. All right. Now. Okay. 
you were the first person that we saw turn into a walker on the screen. Okay? Yes. And what would become a long list of people in the 10 years that the show has been going on for that to happen to. Do you look back on that as with some sort of sense of pride, knowing that you were the first? You were the first <laughs> that we saw reanimate on the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I, I, I kind of touched on this before, but I'm glad that you've asked me this question because it's one of my favorite things about being Amy is that um, Greg Nicotero uh, was really instrumental in all of the zombies. Obviously, it's his company that does all the zombies. He's now obviously a director and like very involved in the show. Um, he was like my on-set dad. He just, you know, really took to me and he knew that like this was going to be a really important um, zombie moment for my character and we kind of talked it through and decided that we wanted to approach Amy's reanimation as a zombie more like a like a like a baby fawn being re being born. Mm -hmm. And um you know and so we decided to go really minimal on the makeup. You know, basically they made my skin look a little white like whiter than I already am, which is pretty white. And drew and drew some drew some ve uh, veins or whatever, but it was just some contacts and that was it. Um, and that was kind of my zombie look. Yeah. And that was very, that was very purposeful. They wanted her, they wanted Amy to look like a, a newborn basically. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking. I think when you watch the scene, because for, from Andrea's point of view, you know, it's like her sister is back. She doesn't even look that different yeah. necessarily. She yeah. doesn't look like a crazy, scary, uh, gross zombie. She's just kind of, this newborn, you know, animal. Um, and then when I finally kind of like grab her head and become more of the zombie, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And I really feel like, yeah, they, they can't take that kind of time with every single zombie. Now they can't take no. that kind of time. It's no. just, it was a very long, I mean, you showed this, the, 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 the scene, it's like a very long sequence. And, um, I think it's one of the more memorable sequences, uh, of the at least the beginning seasons, people always come up to me when they meet me, and they're, they're they always talk about that particular moment. Um, so I feel really proud that I could be a part of that because I I think it's much more true to probably how zombies did come back as themselves. You know, now they kind of fast track it, and like someone gets bit by a zombie and they fall out of frame and they pop back up as like a fully formed zombie. Exactly. And 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 I understand, like you know, again, you can't take the time for every single death, but. Um, but yeah, Amy was given a very special death. My death was elongated for two episodes, you know, nobody has that anymore. No. So, um, yeah, I, I do have a sense of pride. It's one of it's, I think it's a beautiful moment on for TV really. It is. And not only that, you had the honor of being bit by Greg Nicotero who played the Walker. Now, did he That's correct. explain now we have heard from previous guests that Greg is very much into detail. Uh, he wants He's very detail-oriented, focused. Is that why it was so important for him having it be like the first zombie to reanimate that it would be him to play the walker that bites you? So as I said, yeah, Greg is very detail-oriented and you can totally tell it's him too. It's funny oh, yeah. now because in the first season, no one really like people in the who were big horror fans might know who Greg was, but like larger audience didn't. So putting him in as a zombie, people didn't necessarily know that was Greg Nicotero unless, you know, unless you're really following him. Um, but now I don't think he could get away with that. Cause he's so, you know what he looks exactly. like. Um, yeah. The reason, so the reason he told me that wasn't supposed to be Greg, it was supposed to be just an actor, uh -huh. like a zombie actor. Okay. Um, but one of the, the bites, um, I, I got bit on my arm and then I get bit on my neck and the prosthetic piece they fit for my neck actually runs along a real artery here. Okay. And so Greg, as I said, became like a dad to me uh -huh. and as they were, as they were fitting the, the, the piece, he literally was like, this is over your real vein. If like, this is pretty solid stuff, but, like, I couldn't live with myself if you got hurt. If, you know, if someone comes in to bite it and actually bites me instead of bites the prosthetic. Because, yeah. you know, when you put a prosthetic on, it actually looks really good. It looks really like skin. Yeah. So he was just really concerned for my safety, which was really sweet. So last minute, he basically was like, no, no, no. Nope. I have to be the one to bite Emma. Nobody else can bite Emma. It's got to be me. 
Um, I because he, you know, he he just he felt like responsible for my well being, which was really sweet. That is so awesome. Uh, I really yeah. thought it was just because he was just wanted it to be done so perfect for the camera, and to hear his concern for you, that's just that's just very sweet. I just, there's no other was, word to describe it. Yeah, Greg is the best. He's awesome. Now, did you got did you and Greg rehearse that scene as well a lot to where both of you said, "Okay, we're ready. We're ready to shoot this." You know, where Amy gets bit. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have, uh, you know, any kind of like physical choreography like that, you you definitely need to rehearse it. Um, I will say, however, the prosthetic piece, you know, once that's on. You kind of can't really rehearse too much because it, it, it starts, you know, you move your body, like you have to, you're going to be like in the, the moment and you move your body, it could start to tear. And plus Atlanta in the summertime is like so hot. Yeah. So everyone's sweating <laughs> and uh, with, if, if sweat gets under there too much, it'll start coming off. So, so we didn't, you know, we rehearsed without all of the extra things on my body, you know, we'd sort of like blind rehearse mm -hmm. um but once those prosthetics were on it was sort of like you won't we don't we we didn't even shoot it that many times we you know you get close to the bite and then you'd stop and make sure that you've got everything up until that moment and then once you wanted to get the bite you know we really only had like one or two takes at that because the prosthetic was just too hard to um you you know you couldn't cover it yeah. and make it look like it wasn't already broken yeah um very well you'd maybe get like one or two tries okay. so you know once once you start shooting you know that's it okay well that's that's good uh because like you said once you break it it's they sort of have to like make a whole new one again all over again uh yeah now that whole sequence where the camp gets raided uh from the time ed and you get bit to where the last walker gets taken down to the morning uh how long did it take to film that whole sequence of the camp being raided uh was it hours was it days wow that's such a great question i want to say it was a couple days it's a pretty big scene mm -hmm. um because there were different there was different parts to it too you know like there's obviously like everyone around the campfire and you know we, we they built this crazy camp really it was out there in the middle of the woods in atlanta right next to a quarry we really had the rv set up we had a bunch of other vehicles we had several tents for all the like other families that aren't really like main characters yeah. but like ed and carol's tent was one of them yeah. and, um you know a couple of the other kind of um families that are there um and so i think that they had reactions from every single angle for that scene they had reactions from all the like the background players and all the kind of secondary families that were there and then all of us main characters and you know i think they had like a section where like andy and rick are uh are over in one section and and then and then you've got like Lori and her kid running away and you've got shane trying to protect everyone and then you have andrea and dale and myself like trying to you know so there were so many elements to it i'm, I'm pretty sure it took a couple night shoots was that all happened at night too yeah. so if i remember correctly it was like a few nights yeah. that we shot that sequence and like i said i actually watched that scene uh earlier on this evening and it was jim who actually hits greg nicotero the walker over the head uh played by andrew rothenberg uh who's al right. who's also going to be a guest of ours here soon as well he hits uh the uh, greg who was playing the walker to get him off you, and that's when Andrea come and comes and rushes to your side. Yeah. Now, shifting yeah. gears a little bit, and you mentioned this earlier about Sonoy. Now, when The Walking Dead came into Sonoy, uh, how did the locals, we know how they feel now. I mean, The Walking Dead has put Sonoy, Georgia on the map, okay? But in season one, uh, when you guys were setting up camp there and you were shooting and you guys would walk around town, like you said, with you and Laurie Holden, how did the locals react to you, to the cast and crew? Well, firstly, um, I've actually still never been to Sonoya, um, cause we shot everything in Atlanta for the first season. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, no one knew what we were doing. I mean, no one understood 
the, the show hadn't been released. And so nobody knew we were very, yeah, nobody knew. So we, I'm sure the experience for some act from some of the actors, um, definitely now is very different, but for some of the actors who were from the beginning until, you know, season five or four, whenever it is that their character passed, passed on, um, I'm sure that they, they have experienced a very big swing in, uh, attention from locals but for for us when we were shooting there nobody even knew what you know atlanta didn't have a lot of shows that were shooting there i think vampire diaries were there yeah yeah at the time but that but that you know maybe a handful of like little independent films but but you know that was it so there wasn't a lot of attention on us which was kind of great because you know again we felt very we felt very in the trenches. It felt very much like we were all surviving something which i think is really clear in the first season um you know, we just all bonded and, 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 and weren't, we didn't have to worry about like press or paparazzis. I'm sure they do now. Like oh, yeah. we just didn't have any of that. There wasn't any of that around us. Yeah, now, so oh, sorry. But now it's annoying. Uh, there are like tour companies that give tours of the set. I mean, it's huge. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It put it on the map. Now let's go to a viewer yeah. question. Uh, Khaleesi sure. from YouTube Wants to oh, know <laughs> Game of Thrones right there. Uh, do you still watch the show? And if you do, whose death got to you the most? If you still watch. Do you still watch The Walking Dead here and there? Do you still kind of keep up with the story at all? Uh, well, so I think you cut out there in the middle, but I think what the Mother of Dragons was asking me is if I stopped watching the show at any point or have I tried to keep up with the show? Yes. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest. I kept up with the show for a very long time, and then I think it's season five. Is it five? Glenn, the character of Glenn, when Stephen Yun. So Stephen and I were really we were buds. Like we we were the two we were two of the similarly aged actors in the first season. Yeah. And so you know we were both kind of like I don't know we were just. We just bonded. We, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever t had the pleasure of talking to him. He's just, he's awesome. Yeah. And so I would watch the show and obviously like I know all those people from the first season, but when the character of Glenn dies and how Glenn dies. Well, that's season seven. So, that's season seven. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So then I watched seven seasons. Wow. That show has had so many seasons. Um. Yeah. So when... I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't anymore. I couldn't. It was like my, it was like watching my dear friend get his head, you know, blown in by an a awful, in an awful, awful way. Yes. <laughs> and I, and I was just sort of like, oh my God, no, I can't, I can't do this. It's like too heartbreaking to watch all of these people that I've been, that I had been in the first season with like die in these ways that were just so brutal. And I felt like his death was so brutal it and was. so and such a turn, you know, you weren't expecting it in that moment, which made it very exciting television. But, um, but yeah, after that moment, I was like, no, I, I can't. Well, I can't. Let, let me uh, put your mind at ease. You are not the first uh, who could not watch it after that episode. It was just a, such a hard episode to watch where Glenn died. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah where right. Glenn died and we lost Abraham and the introduction of this new villain. It was just too gut-wrenching. And a lot of people stopped watching it after that point. So, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize. I was, yeah. Yeah, so you're not... It was hard. It was hard. Yeah. I wasn't alone. It was just hard. Yeah. It was a hard episode to watch. I mean, it was a good... It was a good episode. I mean, it was very It was very entertaining. It was very, like, you were very involved. Because I remember they were doing these flashbacks right in that episode. Yeah. Um, as he's walking around the circle, deciding who he's going to kill, yeah. they're like flashbacking. Exactly. And so it was very, it was very good television, but yeah, I just, it was, that was it for me, man. I was like, no, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't watch the show anymore. It's just, <laughs> just too heartbreaking. I get you. Okay. So let's move away from the walking dead for a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. We're, we're sort of moving away, but kind of sticking around into the point. And that is. Uh, you have a movie that just came out earlier this month on Amazon Prime. It's called The yes. Argument. Now, yes. you star in it, and your co-star is actually a current character on The Walking Dead. And that's Dan Fogler, who right. plays Luke. Uh, he's still alive and well on The Walking Dead. Uh, so, first of all, 
Tell us uh, a little bit about this uh, movie. It's a comedy. It's available on Amazon Prime. So let yeah. our audience know a little bit about what the argument is about. Um, sure, sure. Well, actually, there's two Walking Dead alumni because there's Dan and there's Tyler, too. Oh. Um, so he had a little small arc on Walking Dead as well. So, so uh, it's weirdly like a Walking Dead family reunion. But... <laughs> Yeah, the argument could not be further from The Walking Dead yeah. in terms of tone. It's uh, it's kind of like a, a, a farcical comedy, if you will, um, a comedy of errors. It's it, it's uh, a, a couple. Myself and Dan play a young Hollywood couple. I'm a I'm a struggling actress, and he's a struggling screenplay writer. And we have I've just done you know one of my biggest performances on a, in a theater play in, in Los Angeles, Hollywood. And we're having um, a couple friends over for for drinks afterwards to kind of celebrate me. And one of one of the friends is uh, is an agent. So you know, so my intention and, and Dan's character's intention is to get me some representation at this uh, at this little drinks. Uh -huh. But of course, other things get involved. People have different ideas of what the night is, and essentially, me and the character, my me and Dan's character, get into an argument in, ever in front of everybody. And as they, you know, when they after they've left, we sort of have this moment where we're both like, "Man, I just wish that we could redo tonight and tape it so you could see how wrong you were, right?" Like, and he's like, "I, I wish I could. We could do the same so we could see how wrong you were." And that gives us this like really ridiculous idea to invite everyone over for the exact same dinner, the exact same evening, the next night, and, recreate and try it. to like a recreate <laughs> it. But of course, like they don't know they're, you know, they don't know that that's what this is, and and it just kind of like gets more and more wild as as the movie goes. Um, and I, I, you know, I was really attracted to the material because a, it's really funny, it's very different, it's 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 very much like a play. It all happens in one house. And essentially, we're rerunning the first night over and over and over again, but it just gets a little bit, you know, crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, and I just thought that was such an interesting aspect. And, and also, like, who hasn't had a fight with their significant other where they're just like, you know, if you could just see you, I know. if, like, you could just see how wrong you were, uh, like, you'd feel so dumb. I know. You know? I, I've, been, I've been married for 20 years, and, uh, yeah, I'm like, I wish there was a camera here, you know what I mean? Just so exactly. I could show you. That's, so <laughs> totally, that's what I say all the time. I'm also married, not for, not for as long as you are, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. But, um, but, like, a couple years now, and my husband and I say that to each other all the time, you know, we're like, God, if only... If only you could see, if only I had been able to record this night, you could see how horrible you are. And so um, essentially you, you find out the answer to that. And, and it's not really what you think. But we had such a great cast. It was me. It was Dan. Um, it was uh, Maggie Q and uh, Danny Pudi from Community. Mm -hmm. And we had William Ty Tyler J James and uh, Cleopatra Coleman. Um, so, I mean, we were just like... It was just so fun. We That's just awesome. the six of us had such a such a great time. It's only an hour and like twenty minutes, so yeah. it goes really fast. Well, uh, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check, check it, it out. out. I, I you know encourage our viewers to check it out. Now it looks like uh, in the pictures that you guys did with that you know while shooting it, you and Dan became good friends or became friends on the set of the argument. Now uh, my question to you is. Did you guys ever compare notes? Oh, can you hear me? I lost. Wait, wait. Okay, what'd you say? Can you hear me? Oh, I lost. Oh, damn. No, no, you're back. I'm back? <laughs> now you're back. Okay, all right, all right. Now, it looks like you and Dan became good friends while shooting the argument, uh, based on yes. the pictures that I've seen on the internet. Now, uh, did you guys ever compare notes the walking dead then compared to the walking dead now like you know ever as a you know side discussion yeah no definitely i mean we've, we've definitely had many conversations about that he he has like his own podcast you know he makes his own comic books like he's a very he's a funny guy i don't know he's a hilarious guy firstly it's really hard to not break in a scene with Dan because he just, especially when you give him the room to just 
improvise and do his own thing, uh-huh. which in this movie he does a lot, which was fantastic. I mean, the editing, the editors did a great job because I was like, he every single take, he would do something different and, and even more hilarious, you know? Um, so I was sort of like, oh my gosh, how are they going to edit all this together? But they, they did really well, and he is so funny in the film. Um, but anyway, yes, we would talk about The Walking Dead. Uh, he's had me on his podcast. He's had me as a guest on like a dance party thing he did for a convention. And so, so it's, it's weird. I mean, again, he's a great actor. It's like, there's nothing he can't do. I know because he's, you know, he shoots those, um, fantastic beast movies as well. And like, yeah, he's just been in a, in a ton of them. He's just great. He's great in everything he does. But, um, he, you know, he, we kind of touched upon it a little bit, like the way, like our season, the first season felt like being in the trenches slash mixed with like a summer, um, like adult camp. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that's how, that was the feel of, of shooting on the first season because there was zero expectations. Nobody knew about us. It was just go and experience this and have fun to his seasons, which I think are a little bit more, as you've said, like, you know, now there's tours and they have people, you know, it's everyone knows about the show. There's a lot more pressure to make the show, you know, oh, vi- yeah. can continue to, to keep the show viable. And like, how are we going to like scare people? How are we going to shock people? How are we going to do all these things? Like none of that. We didn't have any of those pressures Mm-mm. in the first season. No. None of those no. pressures. Um, so, yeah. So we've talked about how different the experience, um, the <laughs> experience from then to now is. And it's, it's funny because The Walking Dead has hired so many actors. I mean, there's been hundreds and hundreds of actors on The Walking oh, Dead. Yeah. So, you know, I've probably worked with lots of people, actually, without knowing it, who <laughs> who uh, are were either on The Walking Dead or were going to be on The Walking Dead in the future. So, yeah, a lot a lot of Walking Dead family crossing. Oh, that's awesome. Now, now let's move on to because you, your, your resume is really impressive. Now... Your longest stint on any TV show by far has to be Dallas, okay, Uh, which ran for three seasons between 2012 and 2014, where you played the role of Emma Brown. Now, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, now I can. You got me? Say it again. Can you hear me? Yes, go okay. ahead, ask again. So what I said is your longest stint on any TV show so far has been on Dallas, uh, which yes. ran for three seasons between 2012 to 2014. You played the role of Emma Brown. Now, what were your feelings about stepping into a reboot of a show that was just beyond popular back in the 80s? Uh, did you have any hesitations? You're like, is this is gonna flop? I mean, what were your feelings stepping into that? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I I didn't have any hesitations. I remember reading um, about it in the trades before I had the audition for it, and I thought like, oh wow, that's a that's a pretty cool show to bring back. I remember my my parents talking about Dallas and, JR, and how they yeah yeah and how they were big fans, and of course Larry Hagman. That's kind of like yeah. What that and uh, I Dream of Jeannie were like yeah. the two shows that made him who he was. Um, so yeah, so when I read about it, I was like, oh, that's great. I, I'd be perfect on that show. I'm a blonde, and like you know, I, I just know like that show had lots of like big haired blondes or whatever. So when I got the audition, I was I was really excited. I was excited to step into the role, and um, you know, they 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 definitely did their they they did modernize it by making it more focused on the children of those characters the next generation and i thought that was really interesting and my character emma um was a really like cool character to play to be honest cuz she she's not like i guess she was sort of the bad girl ultimately mhm but she got to be like manipulative about it and she yeah. had all these dark she had all these dark secrets and she Really had a traumatic past, actually, and which is why she was acting out. And and really, at the end of the day, she just wanted to be to be loved. She just didn't know how to get that. Yeah. And so the, I thought I thought she was a pretty dynamic character, to be honest, for for that kind of a show. Because um, sometimes on those kinds of shows, you're like one way or an, or another way. You yeah. know, you're kind of black or white, right? But I felt like my character, that the, Emma Ryland, was a very complicated character. So I, I had a I had a really good time 
you know, stepping into her shoes. That's awesome. Uh, another viewer question, AZ Gamer from Instagram wants to know, when you're out and about and you get recognized, do people recognize you more from The Walking Dead or Dallas? <laughs> so I get, I mean, I definitely get recognized for Walking Dead, hands down more. Um, what's really funny though, is that again, I'm from the East Coast originally. And um, every once in a while when I go back to the East Coast, like I'll get recognized by, by like, you know, some burly construction guy <laughs> who's like, jackhammering the sidewalk and like i'll walk by or whatever and they'll stop and they'll look at me and i'll think to myself like oh they're definitely a walking dead fan right because like you you can kind of tell who people yeah, are fans yeah, you know it's yeah. like walking dead fans in general kind of have a thing about them and like dallas fans are usually women uh -huh. of a certain age and you know anyway and so it was just so funny because like this guy like dropped his hammer and looked at me and was like, Oh my God, are you? And I was like, yes, I was on the walking dead. So nice to meet you. And he's like, the walk. No, no, no. Were you on Dallas? Were you, did you, you played Emma Ryland on Dallas? And I was like, you watched Dallas. Like I had no, it was like, so not what you would thought that like big, you yeah. know, burly totally new, york, new york guy yeah, that's awesome it was so funny that's a yeah. great story um yeah okay another uh project that you were a part of which is uh, a great horror series you were in final destination five can you five. yes five uh, walk us through that audition process i know a lot i know in a lot of the fans eyes that bridge sequence was one of the best openings in the franchise history. So how oh, did that? Yay, how did the audition process go for that? And uh, did you have fun shooting uh, Final Destination Five? Yeah. So weirdly, this is a weird story. So I didn't have an audition for Final Destination Five. It's the only job. I'm trying to think if this is an accurate statement. It's the only job that I've ever had where I, I didn't actually audition. I I um, had just shot The Walking Dead and um, and was actually up for a, a different pilot where like they wanted me to be the lead in this other pilot. So I guess in layman's terms, you could say there was like a little bit of heat around me. I had like a little bit of heat. Yeah. And um, and so I got a call from my agent at the time and they were like, hey, uh, New Line wants to have you come in and talk to them about their a, a new project they have, they'd be interested in you. Would you, do you want to come in? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd come in. I fully thought it was going to be an audition. I'd never had that experience in my life of it. And, you know, I was just a working actress who like had to audition for everything. Yeah. And, um, anyway, so I went into new line and it was just like a meet and greet with, um, some executives and they asked me, you know, some, some questions and we chatted and we joked back and forth and, like I got up from the chair and they looked at me and they're like, well, great. We would love for you to be the lead in uh, Final Destination 5 if, you're, if you'd like it. Wow. And I was just like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> sure. That sounds really fun. Yes, let's do that. You are a hot commodity. So I, was just, I, I was <laughs> this moment in my career where I was. Um, it's, not, it's not like that anymore. Believe me, I still audition. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> I've auditioned many, many times after that. Um, but anyway, so... So yeah, so I, I basically was 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 kind of handed this role, and and then um, we we flew off to Vancouver where we shot that like I don't know a couple weeks later, maybe a week later. It was very fast. It was very fast turnaround. The bridge sequence that you're speaking of was so cool to shoot. I mean, it's you know it's one of these things for me anyway. I love action sequences. I love being physical. Like my if I could have like a dream role, it would be like to learn a really special skill, yeah. you know, like to learn how to kickbox or to learn how to ballet or, you know, to do ballet or, or to learn how to like, you know, like, I don't know, hand to hand combat or something like that. I think gotcha. that would be so cool to learn one of these like very physical skills for a role. Yeah. And, and so like doing green screen and stunt work is all in that, in that vein, I feel like. And so I was stoked to be doing a movie that had so much of that in it. And the bridge sequence was shot in this giant warehouse in Vancouver where they built this bridge um, on hydraulics. Wow. And, you know, it's all green screen. Everything around you is green, green screen. Even what you're running on, like the bridge, has green screen as well. And they just fill it all in in editing. 
Um, so for us, it was kind of cool, but it was also like so surreal because there's nothing to really look at except for a green screen, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, you know, and so what ends up happening a lot is they're they're yelling things at you as you're going um, to kind of remind you what it is going to ultimately look like. So like as we're running down the center of the bridge, um, they'd be like, um, you know, the so-and-so on your left just caught on fire, you know? And then you have to sort of be like, oh my God, you know, you have to sort of like, and you can't, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just a wall. Exactly. You have to sort of like pretend like you're seeing that. Um, the bridge itself was on hydraulics, as I said, so we were really high off the ground. And so that, and that did move, which was really cool. Um, and we were strapped in, we had harnesses and stuff like that. But, but I'll remember like that sequence, <laughs> there's so many like photos of me screaming and my face looks crazy. But, um, that whole sequence when I get to the other side of the bridge and everybody else dies yeah. in front of me, yeah. um, that was so hard to do mm -hmm. because again, it's just a, it's just like a wind machine in my face. I'm looking at nothing. I'm literally looking at, um, like a tennis ball. I've heard, you know, people talk about like the tennis balls and green screens, yeah. like a tennis ball connected to like a pole basically. Mm -hmm. And that was my focus point for camera. And for hours, the director is just yelling things at me. Like, like, you know, your friend, she just, she, she's running up to the edge. Oh, she's fine. Oh no, no. She trips and she's fallen. <sighs> and I, and I have to be like following along emotionally and make it feel real wow. and like it was so hard for hours for hours I, you know what I, mean? I never thought that you know cgi filming on a green was was that difficult i mean but it's difficult yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean it makes sense you're shooting around a scene that you physically cannot see and it makes sense that the director or whoever is yelling at you okay this is what's going on around you so anyway uh can you still hear me yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I know we're all, we're pretty much out of time, but I cannot go without asking you about your one episode on Designated Survivor. And the reason why I bring up Designated Survivor is I love that show. And above all, Kiefer Sutherland is one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, what was it like working with Kiefer and uh, coming from, a, you know, kind of a famous dad as well in Donald Sutherland. What was that whole experience like? Yeah. Well, I, I was a big fan of 24 as well. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Bauer. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> like the coolest. Um, on Designated Survivor, I really only have one scene with him. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's delightful. He's, he's like a TV legend and he was really nice. Um, he, he, he was, he was, uh, very respectful and, you know, I've worked with a lot of like, I've worked in a guest spot capacity on a lot of like bigger TV actors shows. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, like every, every leader of the ship has been really like lovely and respectful. You know, like I've worked on Law and Order and Mariska Hargitay is amazing. Um, I've worked on obviously like Supernatural and those two guys are amazing yeah. and like, um, and so with designated survivor, Kiefer was no exception. He was, he was really lovely. He, he was, um, totally like on time. He respected everybody. You could tell everyone really respected him. Um, he was very sweet. I mean, unfortunately we didn't have like a ton of screen time together. So like, you know, and I was sort of a little bit in awe because again, I was like such a big fan. I so I'm sort of like, oh my God you know, hi, 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 it's Mr. Sutherland. It's so nice to, so nice to meet you. And, um, but he was, he was very, he was very lovely. And I remember, I have nothing but good memories about, about him. That's awesome. That. Okay. As our last question, I'm going to play you a video question that came in from Janie Joe on Instagram and hopefully okay. you won't have any problems hearing it. So let me go ahead and play it for you. I'm Janie Joe from Canada and I want to know, um, would you have wanted to stay longer in the character of Amy on The Walking Dead? So there you go. Would you have wanted to stay longer as the character of Amy on The Walking Dead? Okay, sorry. Say that again. Janie was asking, would you have wanted to stay longer as the character of Amy on The Walking Dead? Can you... Uh, 
Okay, one more time. Hopefully, I'll hear it this time. Uh, Janie was asking if you would have wanted to stay longer as the character oh. of Amy on The Walking Dead. Yes, hands down, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And, um, yeah. A hypothetical question. Let's say yeah. Amy, uh, Andrea dies, Amy survives, Amy's still alive in season 10. One of the only remaining OG to still be alive. How, I mean, can you just even picture having to go through uh, all the experiences the characters have had to go through? Would we even recognize the Amy that we saw in season one in the Amy that we are hypothetically talking about in season 10? No, I don't, I, I don't think you'd recognize her. I don't, I don't think anybody can actually go through all of that trauma and, and be who they were, you know, yeah, before absolutely. the trauma happened. I mean, you can, you can kind of see it in the character of Carol, you know, yeah, I yeah. think a lot because in the comic books, I don't think her character is still there, but, but, but she's just such a fantastic actress and, you know, they, like her character just has had so many ups and downs and, to go from like the battered housewife to who she is now oh, yeah. on that show is like, you know, you would never expect Carol season one to be who Carol season, what are they in season 10 already? Uh, season 10, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think if Amy, you know, Amy probably would not be the girl that throws the fish back anymore. <laughs> I, I don't think she'd be throwing any fish back. You know, to leave it at this, I think Amy would be a, Pretty bad badass on The Walking Dead right now. I think she'd have to be a pretty badass, yeah, yeah, to survive through all that. I think you'd have to like, yeah, you'd have to get, she'd have to, she'd have to, you know, rise from her own ashes in a way and 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 find her inner like, I don't know, she you, you have to survive in a world like that. Right. And and unfortunately, as we've seen, the only way to survive is to do bad things. Is to not be bad things. Exactly. Yeah, you, you have to make like, you know, you you have to really grapple with your own morality in order to survive okay well guys we are out of time emma you've been fascinating to talk to uh thank you so much oh, for you. being with us i'm sorry about all the interruptions no no so it's fine we got our full conversation in uh nobody complained everybody loved it thank you so much for being here with us guys thank you for joining us i'll be back on yeah. the air can i just say one thing absolutely can I say one thing Absolutely. I want to say thank. I also want to say thank you to you uh, for having me and everybody for for tuning in. And um, as I said, the argument is on Amazon Prime. And you can also connect with me on Cameo. It's a new app where you can connect with certain, you know, with certain uh, entertainment figures. So check me out on Cameo. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> no okay, problem. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. I'll be back on the air tomorrow. Stay safe and remember to stay walking, guys, till tomorrow. And bye, guys. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Stay walking.